Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about how to embrace life's messiness and how we find ways to show up and uncover our true selves. I'm Beth Ann Langrill, the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. And boy, oh boy, we are coming to you fresh off of a three-day virtual conference, something I would not recommend to anyone. Yes. You know, and I don't even have, I was so disappointed because I was going to come with my decaf cup of coffee and I had no coffee here. <laughs> yeah. So three-day conference and no cup of coffee to chit chat with. And it's the start of the school year. Kids are doing their thing and we're doing our thing. So sometimes, you know, we talk with you all about how life is messy and man, sitting in front of a computer for eight and a half hours and not being able to be in a room with people to learn new skills. Some of it was good and some of it was challenging and mixing kids and school and all things life into those three days for me felt super messy this week. Yeah, I would agree. It was really challenging to navigate sitting in my chair the entire time. <laughs> I will tell you, this is this is a skill. And so for some of you, you can resonate with this, which is trying to figure out how to bring your attention back to what's being said, especially when, for me, there were certain aspects of the content that were maybe triggering or uninteresting. Mm -hmm. So really working hard to say, bring your focus back, Lisa. There's always a nugget. There's always a nugget. There's always something that you can take from this. You know, for me, when I hear you say that, I think about everyday life. Like how many times are we sitting in a meeting where we're not really paying attention, we're daydreaming, or our kids are having a hard time concentrating in school. And sort of that skill of staying focused can be really hard. And because life is messy and because we're not these programmable robots where you can go in and say, okay, from eight to five, I'm just going to concentrate on my job because (laughs) inevitably somebody needs something. There's a text message that's coming in. There's emails that are flying by. And part of our conversation today can sort of be just talking about the focus of us, because I think that's the piece for me that I've like it's only Thursday. It feels like I lived a month and three days. I and I think all parents are going through transitions right now. Grandparents go through transitions. Whoever the caregiver of kids are, if you're if your boys and girls are just going back to school. And it's a hard adjustment. You know, bedtimes are different and schedules are different. I don't know about all of you, but Matt and I get married in five weeks, so we're planning a wedding. We just moved into a new house. There's now four children in the house and trying to manage a 16-year-old, a 13, 12, and 11, and two dogs, and sports schedules, and school, and work. I'm like toast. I feel like one of those pressure cookers, like where the steam is coming out. You just came out of the toaster, and it's like, it's like you know, all it's burnt like smelling. Sizzling and sizzling. But you know, I was, I was talking to somebody this morning, and I was sort of lamenting about the week and how all of it's a lot of stress and transition. And I said, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's also a first-class problem. There's so much to be thankful for, and I think sometimes our focus gets pulled away from just being able to say, okay, it's all right for you to spend two hours concentrating on you and not answering your phone or not worrying about the laundry or the cleaning, but I don't know about you, but as a working mom, sometimes I forget to give myself the focus in the midst of what I call managing the circus 
at the house. Well, I call it something a little bit different. <laughs> she can't it's say not those, appropriate. She can't say those words <laughs> because the FCC would come after us. Yeah, this is not appropriate. <laughs> but yes, I absolutely can resonate with that. I'm thinking about was the conference challenging because some of the content, yes. So then I think about my kids sitting in school and some of the content they might not be interested in. And I think about, you know, undergrad and grad and my own schooling and thinking, you know, when I was excited to learn about things Mm -hmm. I was in. And then we had the virtual platform, which our kids, Bethany and you and I, our kids and other kids out there, of course, had for a couple years, which was definitely challenging. Mm -hmm. And then I had some people knocking on my door in the middle of it. I have kids that are getting off the bus. And you're right, they're first class problems. And I think to myself, how do I manage this when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and these skills that I have and, okay, so I'm getting enough sleep. I'm eating through the day, probably definitely at home a little bit, maybe more than usual. (laughs) And I can get my coffee. I'm regulated throughout the day and I'm noticing, but when my cup is, is filled too much, I'm not managing that well. So even if there's folks out there who maybe who aren't working still or maybe are having financial problems and you have that added on to the other stuff, yeah, how do you sit back and focus in on, I guess, maybe what's important? Because amongst the whole thing, right, that's kind of what this is about. It's like, what's important? What are we focusing on? And let me be clear that when we're talking about the conference was challenging for us, it was not that we didn't have the capacity to be able to understand the material. It was that it didn't catch our attention so Mm -hmm. much. And so I think those are the moments, too, where something that's really important might not be something that's important to you, but it might be really important to me. So it's also in our family, our friendships, our lives, and work, when something is important, but it might not be how we want to be spending our time, but it needs to be added to that list. Oh, I really love the way you just said that, because I, I think that that was key for me. It's, boy, what would I rather be doing right. than <laughs> this? And again, I, you know, there were nuggets that I could take out of this conference, because I think that that's an important growth thing to continue to learn and learn from different perspectives, because I don't want to stay stuck in just one perspective. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I want to hear and be open to other things. But I realized some of the messaging for me just didn't hit me because of who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that happened for you. No, I think so. You'll hear us talk enough about Brene Brown that that's really the sort of lens of leadership and courage and just a way of life that we've developed because that is material that resonates with us. One of the things I, I did absolutely take from the conference was what fuels your fire? Mm-hmm. As we think about when our cup is overflowing and in days where I'm not productive, it's because I haven't prioritized what fuels my fire in mm-hmm. my day. That's a good point, yeah. You no, know, And sometimes it's the, maybe it is the 20 minutes on the treadmill or maybe it's the, the dessert at the end of the day or maybe it's simply just sitting and connecting with someone. If I feel overtasked, from time and time again, then I I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I forget to fuel my fire Mm -hmm. in the midst of days. And when you go day after day after day, it's sort of this, you know that, do you remember that I Love Lucy episode where she and Ethel are like at the chocolate factory and they're trying to eat as many as possible (laughs) because it's going faster? That was right up my style. So, So 
for all of you, I don't I don't do chocolate a lot. Lisa's a huge I chocolate love girl. Chocolate. I, love it. I could live without chocolate forever and be fine. But I, I picture like when the conveyor belt is just going so fast and we're trying to manage so many things and stay focused on the things that are important. And in the midst of it all, I always think about the Facebook family that has it all together mm-hmm. and having to sort of maintain that like, oh yeah, everything's great. When inside I'm like, holy moly, I can't handle one more thing. And trying to sort of get that focus in the midst of managing now what we know is a virtual world. And so, you know, even you listening right now, like podcasts are huge now. You're probably multitasking, doing something else. Do we really give ourselves the time and space to say, hey, the Bring on the Mess podcast is on for the next half hour. Let me sit and just focus in on this. I don't know about you, but that's not my style because I don't always think I have the time. Right. Wow, that's, for me, pretty profound because as I'm hearing you talk, I'm also thinking a lot of times I know, oh, I should be slowing down. Oh, and I should be doing yoga right now. Should, should, should. So there's this awareness that I have about wanting to slow down. But it just feels like it speeds up. I think about all those examples where the five-year-old said something like profound to the parent about, oh, it was about the time, the watch or something. I don't know if you remember that oh, part. The, the mom kept saying she wasn't going to have enough time. And her seven-year-old's response was, well, maybe if we go home and get your watch, yes, you'll have the time. Right. I, I find myself saying, you know, hold on a second, hold on a second. Maybe what this whole thing is about for me is about where am I going to be purposeful in focusing my attention? That purposeful is a really strong and intentional kind of word. Mm -hmm. And if we don't hone in on our purpose, right, then it gets muddy. It gets messy. We all focus our purpose differently. But if we forget that piece... My fiance has a what he calls the I am statement. Mm-hmm. And he'll say to me a lot, I haven't focused on my I am statement. And that's what focuses him. Mm-hmm. So it's not I want to be or I'm going to be. It's I am right. these things. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, it helps set his agenda. So for him, that's what works. For me, I'm a task lister. Like, I have to write it down. I love, like, the power of checking something off a list is like my superpower. <laughs> I love crossing things right, off lists. Right. And in the times where I'm not listing it out and I'm trying to manage it all in my head, that's when I lose my purpose. It's so funny how different because I manage so much stuff in my head mm-hmm. and it's really words that resonate with me. It's funny because a certain song will come on just when I need it. Right. Or a certain something will come on I'm just like, or a word or whatever it is. And, you know, we've talked about that. You'll say pause. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I could just feel my body like slow down in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to give those gifts to ourselves, right? We, you know, sometimes can't always have, you know, our friends or family available to that. Or, you know, a seven-year-old saying, hey, mom, how about we go get your watch? But it's really in those moments that lessons are built, I guess. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but we can, you know, gain some information because then we could tune into 
what's happening and what we need. So whether it's an I am or a list or a word or a song, it's really funny because there is this one particular song that really connects me spiritually. And I'm like, okay, that's a message. Like, mm -hmm. it's basically saying to me, you got to give it up. Like, right. this isn't in your control. Right. Slow it down, Lisa. You so. can only control your controllables. And I think we all, you know, I love the listing out of the ways that even just you and I, music, listing it out, the I am statement, mm -hmm. how it works different. And I find that there are times that I miss out on teachable moments mm -hmm. with my kids because as much as they can be little pains in the butts from time to time because they're 11 and 12 and they're in that sassy stage, oh, yeah. there are such nuggets of wisdom mm -hmm. that when I take the time to sit back and I hear the pattern of one of my kids saying, mom, you're always on your phone after dinner. And when I hear the consistency of it, it makes me think about my actions differently and sort of saying, okay, so mommy's going to put her phone down. We have what I call no phone zone in the house because I am on my phone a lot and it's not to take time away from them, but you know, there's an email that comes in or a text that comes in. To me, just give me a second. But if that's all my kids hear is right, just give me a second. Right. It's sort of like when they're on the Xbox and I say, <laughs> it's time for dinner. And they say, hold on, I'm in, I'm in a game. Yeah, or, give me a second, just give me a, And so I think there's also that's like teachable moments that we can reflect back to one another too. Yeah. If, but again, you've got, for me, I have to be thinking about what's being said to me and feel, letting that just sort of soak in and filter in, which goes back to sort of that pause moment of, mm -hmm. okay, what's not working? And when I am not in a good space and I need my own time out, am I focusing in on the right things? Or am I hyper-focused in on something that really in the grand scheme of the day doesn't matter? But if I put my attention over here and try not to control it all because some things are out of our control, does that make a difference? Invitation. You guys haven't had an invitation in a long, long time. time. I know, long time. Here, here we go. Here we go. Back to September, we're back to invitations. <laughs> <laughs> so just an invitation right here, right now, to just pause whatever you're doing. And some of you might be sitting already. So if you're sitting, great. Just notice what you're sitting on and what that feels like. Be intentional in how your body feels and noticing that. If you're moving around like Beth Ann had mentioned, like multitasking, which believe me, I get that, you know, just stop for a moment and connect with yourself. Pull the attention to you. And there might be a part that says, oh, I've got to keep going. <laughs> I've got to keep going. No, no, I don't have time. And just notice that part. And maybe your journey because everyone's journey is different, but maybe your journey is to get to know that part a little bit more, to befriend it, to understand it. If you're able to sit and to notice and take this time and you do that regularly, you got there because you've practiced. As you're talking, I can, and Lisa and I talk about this all the time. So <laughs> our shoulders, you know, there are days where Lisa will walk into the office and like my shoulders are at my ears and she'll say, oh, a little stressed. <laughs> and I could feel my shoulders sort of just relaxing. And interestingly enough, what I go to as I'm listening to you is we are doing an invisible fencing training with our dogs right now. And it was fascinating to listen to the man who owns the company talk about the power of practice mm -hmm. and how 
brain capacity is really about repetitions. And he taught his dog how to do the running man. He has this little teeny dog. And he said <laughs> oh it took goodness. he said it took a year to teach the dog to do the running man, but his whole training was based upon we have to be consistent in how we are training. And it applies and I know we're not dogs, I get that. But you know, when I think about our brains and how it's memory retention that really we need. We need the art of doing, they always say that it takes 37 times to remember how to do something. So if you do something for 37 days, it becomes more of a habit versus a, a quick trend for a week. And so if we could, and 37 days sounds like a lot, just FYI, I'm going to say that out loud. Yeah. But the, the whole thing of practice and giving ourselves the space to be able to do the practicing no different than my dog's going to run through that fence a million times until she understands because we're doing the practice and we, and we sometimes forget and people learn and practice differently you know so it, it you have to sort of figure out what works for you so the invitation also comes with the permission for what might work for somebody else in your household to not work for you and for what might work for Lisa and I to not work for you and you might have to find your own little journey to kind of pull us for a second back it starts off with what are we focusing on, right? So Beth Ann and I are in this conference and it's hard to keep our attention and there's a million things going on in all of our lives or potentially a million things going on. So what's our priority? And then working to practice what that priority is. So if it's, you know, for me, my priority is living a balanced life. And so if I want to live a balanced life, I have to practice certain things, certain skills. I have to practice the way that I think. I have to practice the things that I do. And I will tell you, it's interesting where I fall short is really with my kids right now. You know, when you say, you know, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, (laughs) I really want to take some ownership in our family with that because it's mom, can I have just two more minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, on this game or give me just a second to finish this text message. Mm -hmm. For me, my challenge I'm identifying for myself is I have to practice more intentionality around what I'm going to do with that. Have to come up with a solution and practice that because it is so easy for us, for me, to go to just just give me a minute rather than, yeah, Let's, let's just be in the moment right, right here, yeah. right now. I'm going to put my phone away. And an invitation in the midst of trying to find a new groove with that to get it wrong. Right. And it's going to be practice. It's And it's going to be a skill to develop. It's not going to be... <laughs> I was talking to my youngest son, and he's been... He's always right. He's 11, and he's always right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he said to me... Um, I said to him yesterday, I said... I really, we need to work on this. And he said, oh, I don't do that anymore now that I'm in middle school. And I said, (laughs) you've been in middle school for three days. So you might be working on it and you might feel like you've got it in a different zone, but it's only been three days. And so the permission to get it wrong, the permission to try, and knowing that we're not going to change something in 24, 48, or 72 hours. It's got to be a journey. I love that word. It's got to be sort of that long walk not that quick fix. It's important to note that in this journey, it might become procedural. Again, procedural is just, I don't have to think about it. It now happens. Mm -hmm. We've created that neural pathway, that pathway in our brain that says, here's what I'm doing. 
sometimes in times of stress, we go back to our old ways mm-hmm. or when we're overwhelmed, we go back to some of our old ways. So if I find my life is like we're, we're on track and you know we've set these new intentions that when stuff starts to build over and over and I'm not taking good care of myself because mm-hmm. that's part of it, right? Then I go back to some of my old habits. Right. And so it's important to know that in times of stress, if you start to do that, notice it. Right. And maybe you're not going to notice it in that moment, but maybe it's at the end of the day and you sort of take stock of how the day went. Right. And you're not. When you're in your stressful moments, that's the worst time to take stock of how you're doing. But give yourself the time and space either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day to say like, wow, that really sucked. Let's try that again. And really just giving ourselves the space to be able to do that. And continuing to recognize, you know, as we're thinking about this for ourselves, how we model a good, healthy, wellness, balanced life is what our children learn, is what our grandchildren learn, any of our little people around us, and our friends and our family. You know, if we can model that, it's a great reminder that it's okay to find your priority, to find your focus, and to do what works for you in the midst. So I was running the other day, and I said to myself, you know, should I just do my usual, or should I do an extra mile? And I um, was going, and I said, well, you know, literally, on my run, I'm doing this. So I know it sounds really wacky, but I was like, okay, well, how is your body feeling? I'm like, I'm feeling good. Like, I can can handle this. And what's your mind telling you? My mind's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to get home and not do this anymore? (laughs) Literally, as I'm running, this is happening. And so I I bring that up because the power of the mind is really important, as well as the ability to tune in. Interestingly enough, what happened was I started to round the corner where I had an opportunity to go the extra mile or to land at home. And I didn't even realize it, but procedurally, I went down the extra mile path because that's sort of my, you know, normal path to go. As I'm running down there, I realize what I've done now. And so now I'm in. I'm invested in it. I'm, I, I'm in Bethann, and I'm like, I got to just keep going. And the words that came to my mind, and you said something kind of like at the end of the day, like, if it sucks, I was like, embrace the suck. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Yeah. Like, you made the decision. You just Now go. just, like, got to go with it. You made, you made the choice. There's things that we do, and, you know, it wasn't, like, the end of the world that I decided to do an extra mile, and I was grateful at the end of it, of course, that I did that. But in the moment, sometimes the decisions that we make to change mm-hmm. can suck. It doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to sort of work with our bodies and our brains. And really what I did as I was running, I was like, is this really that bad? I'm like, I'm not out of breath. If I have to slow down a little bit, that's right. fine. I can even walk I if walk I really right. want to do. Right. And then I was like, wait, you're listening to some really good music. And so I started to actually bring my focus to the music away from the thought. So again, that's just a skill in case we need to do something different is where do we focus? Do we focus on the negative of what's happening? Do we focus on the positive and or are we really okay? I don't know. I think those messages are important. Well, and as you're as you're sort of talking about focusing on the positive versus the negative, you know, there's so many times where 
I don't know about you, but I'll say to my kids, like, how was school? And you hear the negative. Part of the skill is also, as you're talking about, like, okay, let me focus on the music, and I'm going to feel great at the end of this. And by the way, for those of you listening out there who are not runners, I can only imagine your faces when <laughs> she's like, should I do another mile? <laughs> because there are people in our lives, Lisa and I both run, but there's people in our lives who are like, I would never even consider one mile, no less an extra. Right, right, right. Um, but Good, I, point. Good point. <laughs> but I, I think that we have the ability to also build the skills in people around us, whether it's our kids or whether it's colleagues who tend to get sort of stuck in the negative. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's the, okay, what's the what was the best part of your day? And framing those questions or what was the best part of your run? So when you get to the moments of like, well, that sucked, okay, but what were the good things that we could take from it? So balancing out as we're building our skills like, hey, of these five things that didn't go well, here's the one thing that did. So let's do that again tomorrow. And then we can build in additional. And building priority, building skills takes work. It's not something that happens overnight. And no, you all should not go out and do an extra mile if you haven't run before. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. And other people do things to take care of themselves that I would be like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought that up, and I'm going to take us in for a landing here, but the reason I bring that up was I was really intentional about where I focused my attention because I also had to think about, as I was running back, the winds were a little bit picking up, but I thought to myself, remember the experiences of when you ran and you have done this mm-hmm. before, you will feel good at the end, like you said, focus in on the music. And just because that was a run, there's other things that people are doing that you have to figure out where you're going to focus your attention because that will impact the rest of your, I call it system. So the way that you feel, the way that your body is. So for me, where are you focusing your attention is a really key part and a really important learning. If you could focus your attention on, okay, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I experiencing? And then you can maybe settle from there. Could give you a new skill. And yes, practicing that skill over and over is really important. To add to that, you know, as we talk about sort of where am I focusing, things might not go the ideal way that we want them to go. Sure. There are going to be times where we have an expectation and something falls short of that. But if we can continue to be open to learning even just that little nugget, we started talking at the top of our podcast about a conference that didn't hit us the way that we really wanted it to. And what we need to be able to do is stay open and Mm -hmm. not think that we know it all at all times. We don't always have to be on top. But if we can say, okay, so that didn't land for us the way that we expected it to, but here's the pieces that I can learn from and I can grow from so that when I'm really focusing in, I might be able to build a skill set in addition to here's my focus, here's my priority, and this is what's important to me today, and here's how I can build for tomorrow. It is really important to adapt, and I appreciate you saying that, because there are plenty of times when I say I'm doing less because it's not healthy for me to do more. That moment was a choice because it worked for me at that moment. In that time. Yes. Right. But in other times... I need to pull back. And it's sort of learning us. Yes. As we think about our week, we hope that you take some time. We hope you've taken our invitations and given yourself the space and time to just be this week and figure out 
what is the priority? What is the focus? What is filling you? What, what sort of fuels your fire? And we will be back with you in another couple of weeks. Have a great week, everybody.